This episode is brought to you in part by Candorel. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot c-a. They were older? That's what it sounded like a few days ago on a Zoom call between Toronto and Ukraine. On one end, Dori Eckstein, a Canadian whose mother and grandparents were hidden in a barn for two years during the Holocaust. On the other end was Danuta Protz. Danuta's Christian and her grandparents owned that barn in Ukraine and they saved Dori's terrified family from the Nazis right up until liberation. And it was only because of the current war in Ukraine that these two connected. Sounds crazy, I know. Dory says it's fate. But both women had actually been searching for each other for years, and they discovered each other just a couple of weeks ago. Now, for the first time, Dory was able to thank the descendants of the Ukrainians who saved her family, Ukrainians who are now themselves once again living in a country torn by war. That is what I don't know. I've asked my mom, why did these people, her grandparents, take that risk? Because other farmers couldn't. Exactly. That's the main point of this, to find out. And my mother said, because they were just very good people and felt they had to do the right thing. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, June the 7th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Just before Passover, Toronto teacher Dory Eckstein was taking part in a webinar for the March of the Living program when she heard a speech by a British-Israeli aid worker named Johnny Daniels about the work his group does in Ukraine to help the remaining righteous among the nations who are still alive. At the time, there were about 18 of them left. They had all saved Jews during the Holocaust. So Eckstein told him that her mother and grandparents had been hidden by a Ukrainian farm family in their barn in Dolinia, and she wondered what had become of them. Dory even had an old envelope with an address on it from letters that the rescuers had exchanged with her grandparents after they'd moved to Toronto when the war was over. Miraculously, the aid worker found that barn and eventually found the farmer's granddaughter, Danuta, in Lviv. She's 58 years old, she's an economist, and she always knew her family had hidden Jews, but she never felt safe talking about it. Coming up, you'll hear from both women in their emotional Zoom meeting. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Rob Nagus of Jewish London, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. I just wanted to let you know that my family is hosting a newly arrived Ukrainian refugee. He landed in Canada just a few days ago, and he's living in our Richmond Hill home. And it all happened through Rabbi Jared Grover of Toronto's Beth Tikva Synagogue. The rabbi is hosting refugees too, and he asked if anybody in the Jewish community could also host, so we said sure. Our young man is named Sasha. His family actually fled Kiev with the help of the chief rabbi of Ukraine, Rabbi Moshe Asman, and that escape story is for another day. But in the meantime, I would be so grateful if anybody has some work available. Sasha's 22, soon to be 23. He's an IT specialist and a project manager with wicked computer programming skills. And if you can help, please get in touch with me through my email address, ebesner at the cjn.ca. Mm-hmm. 
And joining me now from Toronto is Dori Eckstein from Lviv, Ukraine, Danuta Proch, and the voice of our translator is Natalia Sonnen. So we have a, a connection that goes back to 80 years, at least, 1942. Uh, my parents are both Holocaust survivors, and this connection is related to my mom as a survivor in her story. And uh, basically, my mom was born in Dolina, Ukraine. Um, it was Poland when she was born, but it became Ukraine immediately after the Holocaust. And Daunta, I'm sorry if I mispronounce her name, um, her grandmother and grandfather hid my mom and her parents, and they saved their lives. If it wasn't for her grandparents hiding my mom and her parents in their barn for two and a half years, I wouldn't be here. My mom would not have been alive. My parent, my grandparents and my mom would have been sadly murdered in a pit with the rest of the Dolina Jews because that's how they were murdered. They weren't sent to concentration camps. Um, but because my mom was hidden with her parents, they were saved. And uh, we have not ever met before. And we did not connect until about a month ago. So we're here to share that story. Can you ask uh, Danuta what the village, is it a village, a town, like describe where she grew up yeah. and, and, and how did she ever know about this story? So Danuta is saying that uh, she knew just a little because the situation was uh, pretty scary. So they were not, uh, they were scared to share the information about the Jews back then in, uh, in Dolina. Uh, so, but she knew that uh, there are some families who are hiding uh, Jews and uh, in their houses, and uh, her family were hiding uh, the couple with uh, with the daughter, and the daughter was the same age as uh, as Danuta's mom. That's true. Once yeah. her mother came into the barn where my mom and her parents were hiding. And she saw my mom, she saw, and they were a similar age, three to seven, my mom was hiding in there. And she saw my mom and she ran back to her parents, like her grandparents, and said, I think I saw a girl in the barn. And her, her mother and her father convinced her that, no, you're imagining things, it was probably a doll. That was one of the stories that my mom told me. My mom saw her once on hiding. And um, yeah, so the kids, her mother did not know. I want to ask a question about um, the, the the reason why the, the grandparents, well, and then the grandmother by herself, would risk her life to do this. Why would they risk their own lives and get maybe punished by the Nazis, maybe arrested by the Nazis, maybe, you know, murdered for doing the resistance? Why would they do that for Jews? Did they even know this family? Like, what was the reason? My grandfather and his wife owned the only grocery store in this little town of Dolina. So everyone knew my grandfather because this is the store that all the farmers came to to buy their uh, goods, their clothing, their... He had clothing there. He had um, food, sugar. Um, so he was very well known in the town and he was a very kind and 
compassionate person and he allowed people to pay when they could. One day, the Nazis rolled in. My grandmother heard shots early in the morning. She grabbed my mother wearing only her nightgown and she ran to the first farmer, the closest farmer that said they would hide them. She was there with my mom and my grandfather came later when he went to his store and brought some food. So they lived there for two weeks and then there were signs in town that were posted by the Nazis that said anyone harboring a Jew will be shot with their family and the Jewish family they are hiding if they are caught. So when this farmer saw these signs in town saying this, he approached my grandfather and said, I want to hide you so badly and I care for you and I feel horrible doing this, but I cannot hide you and your your daughter and your wife no longer because my family's at risk. And they understood, but of course they were terrified. But the farmer said, I will try to see if there is anyone else who would be able to hide you. And maybe we can find a farmer who doesn't live so close to town because this is the closest farm that was right near the little strip of stores, the only strip of stores in town where my grandfather's store was. And sure enough, I don't know exactly how they found Danuta's grandparents, but they were the ones who were approached by this farmer and said, I can't hide them anymore. I live too close to town, but would you hide this wonderful family? And her grandparents knew my grandfather because they were also customers of him. But why they decided to take this risk and, uh, and hide, uh, hide the people because uh, uh, the uh, relatives were Christian and they felt that uh, it's in their kind of roots. They have to help other people and uh, that's why they, they took the risk and and hiding them. Were there any raids or close calls where the Nazis did come or maybe somebody betrayed them? Sadly, Danuta's grandfather died of a heart attack in 1944, in the winter of 1944, while he was hiding my mom and her parents. And my mom believes that the stress of hiding them contributed to his heart attack, which is very possible. Well, of course, we'll never know. So her grandmother approached my grandparents and said, sadly, my husband just died of a heart attack. And she told them this news. And of course, they were devastated. And then she said, I cannot come and give you food. She used to come in once a day early in the morning with some food that they ate all day, very little food because they themselves didn't have that much during the war. But she said, I cannot come for a week because her brothers were coming for the funeral and they were staying with her in the house for a week. And her brothers were Nazi sympathizers. So she was petrified of her brother's finding out that she was hiding Jews. And my grandparents thought for sure she wasn't going to hide them anymore. And they said, do you want us to leave? Are you still comfortable hiding us? And she was so wonderful that she said, I am going to continue hiding you. This is what my husband and I committed to. And 
I just can't come for the one week because it's dangerous if they see me bringing food and I, you have to hide and you have to be very careful for that one week. So of course my grandparents were terrified and my grandfather had to go in the middle of the night to get food for them because they didn't receive food for one week. But there was, of course, that in itself was very dangerous and terrifying for my grandparents. But one incident during that week was that her brothers walked through the farm barn they walked through the barn and my grandmother told me that and my mom knows the story that they were paralyzed by fear my grandparents they could not breathe or move and they held their daughter's which was my mom's mouth and they told they actually had to tell her that if you speak we will die unfortunately had to, to in order to keep her quiet they had to absolutely tell her the truth so that's how they kept her quiet and she they put her, their hand over her mouth lightly. So that was a terrifying moment. Thankfully, her brothers went in through the barn and went out. And of course, they left and my grandparents were still there. But that was one moment that was really terrifying because if they were found by her brothers, that would have been it. Okay. My grandmother and her grandmother were in touch until both, till her grandmother passed away in late 1970s. They kept in touch constantly. They were writing each other and my grandmother sent them goods, which you can ask her about. She, um, she had sent her grandmother, whatever she asked for. She was indebted to her for saving their lives and she wanted to help them in any way she could. So she sent the material to make clothing and other items, but they more than anything had this wonderful bond and this connection and friendship. At the Sarai, do so then they saying that this barn still exists and uh, she would uh, she would invite you there but of course because of all the situation in Ukraine it's it's very dangerous but maybe one day once the war is over so you will be able to see it uh, yes I look forward to that day and I pray that everything um the war is over and you feel comfortable living in Ukraine and safe. And then one day I will come and definitely see the barn. The barn is 150 years old and it is still standing. The reunion of the two granddaughters was joyous, but Dori Eckstein is sad that her mother Mina didn't live long enough to see it happen. She died in 2017. You can read more about Mina's story as told to the Azrieli Foundation, and I put the link in our show notes. Danuta and her husband are retired, but they're not planning to leave Ukraine. He's still helping the army bring supplies and soldiers to the front. Their two grown sons are out. Both are in Poland, and one of the sons is hoping to move to Edmonton. Dori Eckstein hopes to bring him to Canada. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Andrea Spindle of the Canadian Anti-Semitism Education Foundation in Toronto. Mm-hmm.